this afternoon, I was invited to speak at Vail Christian High School for their Ash Wednesday Chapel service. And so it's very kind of them, and the pastor down there, Pastor Platt, he, he emailed me a couple months ago, and he said, will you be willing to speak, and can you do the, the, and he's from a Baptist tradition, so he said, can you do the Ash thing? I'm like, yes, yes, I can, I can do it, be happy to do that, right? So, um, uh, I get another email from him about a month ago, and he says, okay, this is how we do our chapel here, and so you have ten minutes to speak and to do the, uh, the ash thing. And in my head I'm thinking, ten, ten minutes? That's, that's crazy. I, I, I sneeze longer than ten minutes. Are you kidding me? Ten minutes is my warm-up. Do you do a whole sermon and the imposition of ashes in ten minutes? I'm like, well, I, I could try. I know, it's, it's kind of like, like when you get woken up, you know, and someone wakes you up and says... You know, good morning, honey. Rise and shine, sugar booger. It's a beautiful day. And you have ten minutes to get ready for school, so get your butt out of bed. You know, that's what it felt like. I'm like, ten minutes? How can you do a sermon in ten minutes? So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna, I took it as a challenge. I thought, I'm not going to preach on just a little text. Because that's actually harder to do. I'm going to preach on the entire Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave, and I'm going to do it in under 10 minutes. So I want to share it with you guys tonight. So here it is. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It's Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. I'm going to preach the entire text in under 10 minutes. Here we go. Let's start time and time, sorry, right? Now, okay, the Sermon on the Mount begins with Beatitudes, where Jesus says, if you want to be blessed by God, this is what you have to do. You have to be spiritually broken, poor in spirit, to be spiritually broken. Not only that, you have to be emotionally broken and mourning and sad. You have to be meek and mild. You have to hunger for righteousness, not just slightly desire righteousness. God wants you to hunger for righteousness like a cheeseburger at 8 p.m. on a Friday night. And in addition to that, be merciful, be pure in heart, be peacemakers and not spreaders of gossip. Can you believe she said that on Facebook this morning? I didn't think so. That's right. (laughs) Only that, be righteous and pure. In fact, God invites you to be so righteous and pure that your righteousness exceeds everyone else around you so much that they want to beat you up. That's what it says. That's the Beatitudes. That's just the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. It, it, gets, it goes on. Jesus says, you are or should be the light of the entire world. Your good deeds, your good things that you do and that you say and that you do for other people should be better than the best person that you know or you may not get into heaven. If you cuss at someone, you're in danger of going to hell. If you look at a person or an image on a screen with lust in your heart, you are really, really sinning. If you swear... You're sitting there too. Even if you text OMG, just stop it. <laughs> if someone hits you and you're still standing, turn the other cheek to them so they can hit you again. If someone steals your iPhone, give them your iPad as well. It's not in the text, but that's the context right there. Love your enemies. In fact, love your enemies so well that you pray that God blesses them and that they prosper. Love your enemies. 
That's just the first half of the sermon. There's more. If you do anything good, like giving a large sum of money to someone who's in need, do it in a way that nobody knows about it. Pray. Pray often. Pray to your Heavenly Father. And when you pray, pray this. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will forgive me just as I forgive anyone who has ever hurt me, ever. And when you're praying, you should probably fast too. Not pray fast, but fast and pray and go without food for a period of time. Don't save a ton of money. Give it to God instead. Oh, and stop worrying. Stop worrying about your job. Stop worrying about your marriage. Stop worrying about your kids. Stop worrying about your car. Stop worrying about the weather. Stop worrying about your skis. Stop worrying. In fact, stop it right now. Because worry demonstrates a lack of faith. So just don't worry. And then don't judge others. You have to judge yourself first and judge yourself often. That's the Sermon on the Mount. How long did it take me? Three minutes. All right, there you go. How you doing? Good. Were you able to check everything off that list? You're like, yeah, doing, doing that. I'm good there. Done that. Yep, doing that right now. Fantastic. Raise your hand. If you've, you've completed every list on the item. That's good because Jesus doesn't like liars either, okay? Raise your hand if you think Jesus is a little crazy. It's okay. They thought he was back then. You listen to the Sermon on the Mount and you realize nobody measures up. Absolutely nobody. And so when you hear the Sermon on the Mount, you really only have two options. And the first option is this. Change the standard. You can look at the Sermon on the Mount and say, you know what, no one could possibly measure up to that. So what I'll do is I'll make my own standard, and when I make my own standard, I look pretty good. I'm not as good as some folks, but I'm, I'm better than most. And you imagine the standard as like this long line, and you put yourself somewhere on that line, and you sing up the old Christian hymn and make it something like this. Chief of sinners though I be, my next door neighbor is worse than me. Right? And you look at the folks behind you and say, well, I'm doing pretty good. You see some folks in front of you, you're like, well, I need to work harder and get a little bit better. I'm going to get reach top or Hagerman level. I'm getting pretty close. Pretty good. I may have even passed them. You never know. Here's the problem. If the standard is a line, and you're on the line and you're looking back, you see quite a few folks behind you, here's the problem. Because the standard extends and goes and goes and goes and goes. And you realize you're a long ways from perfection. That when Jesus shares the Sermon on the Mount and says, Be perfect, as your Heavenly Father is perfect. And you realize, there's no way. There's no way to measure up. And so you have another option. And that second option is just repent. It's to say, Lord Jesus, I am, I am sorry. I don't even come close to how you've called me to live and to love. I'm nowhere near your standard. And 
I never will be. And this Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of Lent, those 40 days until Easter. It's a time of remembering. It's a time of repentance. It's a time of pondering why Jesus Christ had to come and die. But more than that, why Jesus Christ had to come and die for you. The Apostle Matthew is the one who records the Sermon on the Mount. And he writes it, writes it down, you must have thought, he, he must have been crushed by those words. Because Matthew was a tax collector. And in those days and at that time, tax collector was, was synonymous with like drug dealer. It, it was bad. It was really bad. The people around Matthew could not stand him because he was getting rich off them. And Matthew encounters Jesus. And instead of changing the standard, he instead says, Lord Jesus, <laughs> I'm sorry. And he's so excited about being welcomed and forgiven by Jesus that Matthew throws a party. Do you know this? Matthew threw a party. And he throws a party, and he can't invite, you know, the nice people, the righteous people. He can't invite them. They won't come. So he invites all his friends, the sinners, all the people who are, like, way back on that scale. That's who's at the party. And Jesus is there with them. And outside the walls of this party, there are people who are upset with Jesus. And they said to some of his disciples, why does he even go in there? Doesn't he know who's inside? Jesus says this, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Now go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And so this evening, we've placed ashes on our foreheads. It's a reminder a physical sign that says, Lord God, I, I know the standard and I don't measure up. And my only hope is you, Jesus. I have no other. I remember it was some years ago, it was back in California and I was done preaching an Ash Wednesday sermon and, and someone came up to me and they said, but we're supposed to live up to that Sermon on the Mount. We're supposed to follow it, right? We're supposed to do everything and to accomplish everything Jesus called us to do, right? And I remember saying, from dust you came to dust you will return. Where's your hope? And he said to me, well, Jesus would have said those words if we couldn't do it. And I said, from dust you came... <laughs> To dust you will return. Where is your hope? And he says, you're just being a downer. I said, no, I'm just being a sinner. From dust you came, to dust you will return. Where is your hope? And he never caught on. He kept trying to change the standard. Without realizing, the standard doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is holy. He is perfect. 
is righteous. And my friends, we are not. But he's also gracious. And he's also forgiving. And he loves you. From dust you came. To dust you will return. But my friends, Easter's coming. Amen? Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus for life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we uh, praise our God.